0: Alperin Shangun leads the Rockets to a win over the OKC Thunder. Let's talk about it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Summit State of Mind, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we're gonna discuss the Rockets vs. Thunder review, Alperin Shangun, playing like a 10-year vet, Jabari Smith, the consistent secret weapon, and we're gonna preview Rockets versus Nuggets again. I'm of course joined by the GM Justin. GM <laughs> straight into it right now, Rockets versus Thunder. Review the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. defeated the OKC Thunder 110 2101. Home cooking continues. Nine and one at home. Every single win we have garnered have Ooh. been at home. Yeah, we defeat the second seed Nugget, No Nuggets, not nah, the second seed OKC Thunder, led by one Alperin Shangoon, led by a Dylan Brooks, led by bench play and a very surprising Aaron Holiday. How we feeling so far about that game?
1: Hey, man, it was nice to see. It was nice to see us come home and get our swagger back, like we stated. What was the score? It was like 110-101. I, I, it was 110-101. I predicted, what, 108-96 or something you like did. that? You
0: did.
1: It was close, relatively close. It wasn't a double-digit victory, but it was right around what I expected in terms of the offensive output for the Rockets. Uh, everyone played very well. Tari Eason, again, making strides, uh, getting more minutes, making himself... Uh, Basically a disturbance on the defensive end against Oklahoma City. Aaron Holiday being the biggest surprise, scoring 22 points. Six of seven from three. That man was on fire. Give it to him. Give it to him. He he played really well. He He earned earned closing minutes. He earned closing minutes. He also earned himself a nice little holiday. Wink, JK.
0: Well, I I said it in my tweet. Christmas came a little early for Aaron Holiday. Touche.
1: But, yeah, I mean, overall, the team played very well. The defense— Amazing, the defense was amazing. They held Chet Holmgren to what four points
0: last night. Yeah, he only had four he points. He did not play like well two of nine at all. He shooting. was
1: not good last night. The Rockets yeah. were so effective against Chet Holmgren. Yeah, we got four, four points impressive. on
0: two of nine shooting, mm-hmm. oh of four from three. I mean, it was, it was bully ball all around, which was one of my keys. Here is that Alperin Shangun. One of my keys to the OKC, to beating OKC was going to be Alperin Shangun and his play over Chet Holmgren, and but mm-hmm. that it's not just that though; it's also the totality of whoever was going to guard Chet Holmgren, whether it was going to be an Alperin Shangun, whether it was going to be a Jabari Smith Jr. We knew that they were going to take turns. Dylan Brooks could make the switch if need be; he's you know strong as an ox. We knew kind of how that rotation was going to work in terms of defense. Yeah, they planned their defense to basically bully Chet Holmgren in the paint knock him out of the paint, make him make him be purely an outside player. He shot four threes. He mm. missed all four. Yeah. And the key, at least to the very beginning of the game, was to stop Shy Gilgis Alexander's, you know, S G A and to let let Josh Giddey be a three point shooter. Mm. And which they did. I mean he had two threes at the start and that was basically basically it. Essentially he yeah he didn't play very well. Um Alperin Shangun, the the gameplay overall, like his play was was really great. 21 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, uh, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 8 of 13 uh, from the field. You're talking he was a a plus 12, the best up in the plus minus category for the Houston Rockets. This is a very underrated stat line for players that were guarded. For OKC players that were guarded by Alperin Shangun. So he could have been guarding a Chad Holmgren or any of the players that he was guarding. OKC okay, uh, players were held to four of 19 shooting. Four of 19 shooting when Opera and Shangun was guarding him. By far, statistically speaking, yeah. his best defensive game of his career in terms of percentage and giving up those buckets. Only giving up four out of 19. That is insane, mm-hmm. dude. Goes to show the growth of this player, one Opera and Shangun, and home cooking. Being mm-hmm. completely viable, being an absolute real thing, and leading the charge towards victory, because Aaron Holiday did get hot specifically in the second half. Uh, he had a he hit six threes. Wow, incredible stuff! Mm-hmm. But and Shangun just kind of continuing to be that engine. He started the game. Put I mean he put uh, he put Chet Holmgren in the popcorn machine at one point. Oh, definitely. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was an absolutely great game. I, I do want to talk about uh, a couple things in particular. One that we obviously just talked about the opera in Shangun. But you know what stood out to me also was as well was Jalen Green to a degree. He had a really hot start. I loved what Ime Udoka said um in the pregame. It was shout outs to Lashard Binkley, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. He was in media and he asked Ime Udoka a question basically saying, you know, on upon challenging Jalen Green Ime, when asked, what is the key for Jalen Green to become more consistent, that it's not just home but being on the road, the consistency for the totality of the season, Ime stated, for him, it is not to take a back seat regardless of who is on the court. Mm -hmm. So when he's here at home and he's sleeping in his own bed, it seems that he seems to be playing better. You know, uh, that was the joke, you know, hometown heroes uniform and Jalen Green just seem to go hand in hand. Another hot start for Jalen Green overall, I mean it was nothing it wasn't a fail it wasn't a huge game statistically speaking. He only had 15 points, but he had seven boards, mm-hmm. um, six of twelve shooting, one of three from three overall. Yeah, what were yeah. your kind of like what was your take in regards to at least, you know, one Jalen Green being more aggressive at home, but tend to not being as aggressive on the road?
1: I'll say this. I liked the amount of what's the word, of how aggressive he was in terms of handling the ball. Granted, he turned the ball over quite a few times. I could probably count in two hands how many times he was stripped. Uh, Jalen Green could have done better. He had
0: three turnovers. Only three. It it felt like six, frankly.
1: yeah. Uh, There there was quite a few moments of where he was stripped. Uh, It just seemed like he could never get a good handle uh, in terms of his handling. Uh, We always stated that we wanted him to get a little tighter in terms of his handles, uh, we've always wanted him to play a bit more aggressively, but I liked the start to the game. Uh, the rest of the game left a little bit more to be desired. 15-7 and seven is still pretty good considering the rebounding. He was very attentive on the boards. You can see him and Jabari were both very active. We'll touch on Jabari like, later. Can we
0: actually, yeah, can, can I, oh my gosh. Hold, can hold I,
1: on, hold on, let, let, let's, let, me, I, I, let me finish my okay, thought. Okay, all right, all right, like, all right, Skip. Overall, Jalen Played decently to start. He even got his lob, which everyone has been absolutely clamoring for uh, from Fred Van Vliet. Uh, and then to touch on the topic prior, Al his best defensive game of the year. It was very impressive. He looked very calm. And the thing about it was that he, it, to me, it seemed like he was a bit more dif- disciplined on the defensive end, minus a mistake or two. But granted, everyone had a mistake. Let's not get it twisted. But Al overall... Played superbly well on the defensive end. I was very impressed. He kept his feet on the ground. He didn't leave his feet in certain moments. Uh, that's one of the things and one of the keys in terms of ensuring that you don't get foul calls is leaving your feet. Uh, and, you know, he probably learned a thing or two from a Dylan Brooks. Imi Udoka cha- probably challenged him. And Al P said, okay, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. We're going to make it happen. And he sure did. And, you know, he was... The engine. He was the guy that made everything happen on the defensive end, and shout out to him. You know, uh, played very well. Absolutely. My
0: shirt. My shirt says the
1: exact same but, thing. But Kamish, you know, let's let's talk about your boy. Let's talk about your son, the guy oh that's gosh. not on the T-shirt. Jabari Smith Jr. <laughs> I need I need one of the, these the, by the way. The people. Shouts to the game changers. The people need to know. Yeah. What your thoughts are pertaining to this young well, well,
0: man. Well, Jabari Smith Jr., especially... Uh, well, we have a whole topic regarding him. It's going to be later in the episode. But for the vacuum of this game alone, Jabari Smith, in my opinion, probably, if I could say, the most... One of the most or the most mature game of his career. And what I mean by that is is the ability to be consistent, the ability to stay engaged in the game, and the ability to know that he does not have to score to be effective the man only shot four shots i said this on when i tweeted this um on my twitter i said this was very much a dennis rodman like stat line Mm -hmm. he only had six points but he had 18 rebounds a career high for one jabari smith jr in 32 minutes in 32 minutes 18 rebounds i have never seen him fight harder for boards like, he was wrestling it away from his own teammates. Like, it got to a point where I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the Jabari I need to see. The man like, wanted it. This is, and it's not just aggression. And the thing is, when you talk about aggression, playing with an aggressiveness, there's a multitude of facets when you talk about playing aggressive. You can play aggressive on the offensive side of the court. Yeah. You know, attacking, shooting threes, being confident. That's typically what mean when you play aggressive. Yeah. You can play aggressive defensively, switches, playing man, playing aggressive against your opponent. But there's also an aggression in terms of boxing out, rebounding, fighting for boards, even when it's your own teammate. Yeah. I've never seen Jabari more hungry for boards than last game. The model of what he has presented here has been insane. And we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the totality of the season later. However, just for this game alone, it just kind of to show the maturity of what he is. He only attempted four shots, still shot 50% from the field. Two of four from the field, mm-hmm. one of one from three. He knows that these shots are—they're going to come his way at some point. I, yeah. I really believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't meant for him this game. It was a very—it's a very lengthy OKC team, and mm-hmm. they were kind of walling him. And I noticed too when they were—they uh, actually kind of started doubling him when he would get into the post because they knew they would kind of push him into the corner and then kind of force him to either shoot a fadeaway mm-hmm. or pass out. I noticed that. So they their teams are starting to pick up now on his post up and his face up game in the midi. So that is something to look to look at when you talk when you talk about uh, teams that we play going forward. Yeah. However, Jabari's play was absolutely superb. Top notch defense on Josh Giddy, Top notch defense on Chet Holmgren. Top notch defense on SGA. Jabari Smith. I mean, I think at this point he's earned it. I think he mm. should be getting more shots. Yeah. But I think the totality of this game alone shows six points, a career high, eighteen rebounds. I. This guy has absolutely earned his stripes. One of the most consistent players on the mm-hmm. team. And we freaking need it. Yeah. Because the young players that were, you know, we're counting on the vets to kind of like lead us there, right? Mm-hmm. Alperin Shangoon has been, in my opinion, the most consistent player of the entire season. But Jabari just trailing right behind him. That's huge. We need that yeah. from our young guys. We mm-hmm. need them slowly taking the next step. Alp was kind of leading the charge for the young guys. And then Jabari falling right behind him. I need Jalen to kind of reach that. I need Jalen to reach that consistency along with the other two. Yeah. And I think once he reaches his consistency, mm-hmm. I'm telling you all right now, there's gonna be a win streak on the works. A road <laughs> road wins are gonna come after, and we're gonna you know absolutely build like yeah. something great. Dude, can we spotlight Aaron Holiday? My gosh, dude. yeah, yeah. Let's spotlight Aaron absolutely. Holiday. Twenty man had 22 points, six of seven from three, eight of 13 from the field. Low-key, like, a Thompson going down, you know, you don't want to see it. He's mm-hmm. the number four overall pick. You don't want to ever see him go down. But Aaron Holiday has become a revelation now. Like, he's yeah. become, like, a revelation for this team. And he may have just solidified his spot as that backup starter. GM, thoughts on one Aaron Holiday from his, last, <clears throat> his performance last game. Pretty much led us to victory.
1: I think Aaron Holiday has proven that he was a legitimate signing. A- uh, B, he has shown that he is still a good player in this league and that he's more than capable of being a backup point guard. And C, some Rocket fans might not want to hear this, but he might have upped his trade value as well, depending on what the Rockets are looking for at the deadline. Well, I think
0: that's a good, I think that's a good solid like point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean they, they need they, to look at everything. They, they so, signed
1: him as a third point guard, anticipating that Amin Thompson would be the guy uh, to back up Fred Van Vliet. And unfortunately, Amin Thompson got hurt. Uh, Shout out to Amen Thompson as well. had a triple-double in the G League for RGV. Him and Cam Whitmore had a great game.
0: Yeah, watch Uh, G League basketball.
1: But uh, we're not going to touch on that today. Uh, Aaron Holiday killed it. I mean, absolutely killed the game, man. 22 points, 6 of 7 from 3. You can't say enough to how well he shot last night. Uh, Even the commentators like Craig Ackerman and Ryan Hollins were saying, like, don't shoot anything inside 3-point line now. It's just... Say it outside three-point line, six of seven. That pretty much says it all. It shows how effective he's been just as a calming piece uh, in terms of what he brings to the lineup, whether it's to back up or whether he is closing. Sometimes what happens is with last night, Imeyadoka rode with Aaron Holiday over Jalen Green. And the one thing I do love about Imeyadoka is that he's going to ride the hot hand no matter what. And I respect it. And I love it. It's a learning experience for Jalen, and it's a great experience for Aaron Holiday. It gives him the opportunity to seize the moment and close a game. And sure enough, he did. Uh, I can't say enough. You just cannot say enough about what Aaron Holiday has brought to the table for Houston. There wasn't been much of a drop off. Uh, there could have been even more. Uh, this is the kind of production that you know we we're not anticipating out of a man. Uh, neither were we thinking about that for Aaron, but Aaron has shown that the man can shoot the ball consistent, consistently to help us gain some points off the bench because, to be frank, our bench is a little weak in terms of scoring, and Aaron Holiday certainly picked that up in a way that we really, really needed it against a deep Oklahoma City Thunder, so kudos again to Aaron Holiday. Played so well last night, and you know, well deserved. Couldn't have gummed for a better guy,
0: honestly. Absolutely, and then I think another person that deserves flowers as well as the high scorer of the game, which was Dylan Brooks, the, probably the quietest, 23 points. Man played almost 40 minutes. You'll ever see. Yeah, played almost 40 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. it was hard-nosed basketball. Nine of 17 from the field, mm-hmm. only two of seven from three. Uh, you know, he had four four rebounds, two assists, but but just his 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 dog the inner dog to succeed in mm. these moments. Like yeah. Dylan Brooks has been everything that we needed and then some. I wanted to give flowers to him because yeah. even though he shot two of seven from three, he is still averaging GM 42% from three for the season. 42%. 42%
1: Dylan, from I, three. I am for s- the season. still beyond impressed at how well he Like it's
0: holding. Like I knew he was shooting like sixty, like at one at one point, like five or six games of the season, he was like the number one three point shooter percentage wise. Yeah, but the fact that yeah he dropped off, but he only dropped off by eighteen percent. He is still forty two percent. It is holding. Yeah, he, we are eighteen games in the season, and that's that. We're almost twenty in, yep. and that forty-two percent is holding. I want to give him his flowers. I want to give a shout-outs to Dylan Brooks. I no, know that's... it's it's been kind of tough to talk about him, definitely, because uh, uh... we, we tend spotlight on other players, but mm-hmm. we don't forget about you, Dylan Brooks. He's been an yeah. absolute stud. You know, locking down two-way player. If you're looking at two-way player in the dictionary right now in 2023, you got to look at Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he's absolutely I, earned it.
1: I mean, he has shown. Time and time again, what kind of player he is and what he's bringing to the table for Houston, he is exactly what Emiyadoka wanted in terms of a player to bring toughness, uh, not just personality-wise, but on the wing, in the in the post, wherever his number is called. Dylan Brooks is there, just like G.I. Joe, baby. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, uh, wow. I, mentioned, I mentioned it in the last episode that Dylan Brooks is probably the most important player on this team. We wouldn't be where we are without him on this team. I agree. And – I agree. You know, 23 points out of Dylan Brooks is a consolation prize. Him holding the wings to low scoring. Like, SGA may have scored about 33 points last night, right. but Dylan Brooks did a pretty good job on SGA. He shut him down in the whole I mean, SGA half. is one of
0: the top players is, in the game. He NBA. is an
1: MVP candidate. He's an MVP candidate. Based on MVP ladder rankings, SGA is up there. So Dylan Brooks has shown time and time again what kind of player he is on the defensive end. But when he scores 23 points, goes 9-17 from the field, That is merely just icing on the cake for what Dylan Brooks brings to the table because we don't need that. You don't need him to score 23 points. And I'm still okay if he scores 8-10. to That's perfectly fine. But 23 points? Hey, man, you deserve your flowers. You killed it. Because you can see the way that he was driving into the paint aggressively and getting layups in the paint. He wasn't... What was his 9 of 17 from the field? So he was, what, uh, 7 for 10? Yeah. Inside the three-point line. So that shows that he was being very efficient in his drives. He even posted up a few players... In certain instances. Well, that's the thing,
0: and, and I think yeah. that's probably what I would think is that for Dylan Brooks' is anytime there's a small player on him and same goes for Upper and Shangoon. Mm-hmm. If there's a switch and they have a smaller player on them, you take them. there's three guys that yep. I want them to take advantage. Mm-hmm. I want it to be upper and Shangun, Dylan Brooks, and Jabari Smith. If in there's post, a smaller guy on you, yeah, if there's a smaller guy. If there's a mouse in the house, absolutely you know, that's I why it. you know it's that's old school basketball. You know, when there's a switch and you have a smaller guy on you, you they yeah, mouse in the house, mouse in the house, and you throw it to him, and then they throw it dump it to him in the post and let them create. I think Dylan's earn that right to be like that third guy we know yeah. jabari's gonna get it mm-hmm. we know that Al-P should definitely get it yeah. which they missed a couple times by the way which i want to touch up on in the next segment but yeah i i agree 100 dylan brooks deserves his flowers gm let's move on now alperin shangun let's talk let's spotlight alperin shangun uh, it's like it's almost like an alperin shangun watch just because i we're getting mm. closer to that ballot opening up yeah we're getting closer to that ballot opening up. We're getting closer to in-season, uh, the season for All-Stars. So we're trying to get him in. Numbers are still holding up across the board, mm-hmm. averaging 21 points a game, averaging 5.6 assists, 9 rebounds, mm-hmm. about a steal a game, 1 block a game, 2.6 turnovers a game, 54% from the field. So that, that number is still holding about 30% from, the, from three. Uh, 64% obviously from the free throw line, which we can we would probably need a fix there to mm-hmm. bring that up just a little bit. However, yeah. Spotlight Alperin Shangun playing like a 10-year vet. There's no excuse why a guy like this in his third year in the league. The man's only 20. Can I, can I, can I bring something to the table for you? Mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren is playing only in the second year of his career, technically. But he's technically a rookie this year, right? Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Alperin Shang... Okay, so let's put that on the table. So he's only... So, let's think about it like this. Chet Holmgren is in the second year of his career, technically. First year rookie, he was injured all last year. Okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alperin Sengun has played as a pro since he was 16 in Turkey. Known as the third most uh, competitive basketball league in the world. Turkey. Shout out to all my Turkey listeners that are, that, that have stayed and listened, to regards to that. Shout out to y'all, because y'all have an insane league over there. Great league. Third. Ranked third best in the world. Mm-hmm. With America being number one. He's been playing since he was 16. He's in the third year in the NBA. Third year in the NBA. Kicker. He is still younger than Chet Holmgren. Crazy.
1: That's he's insane.
0: 20. <laughs> he's played five or six years pro essentially. Yeah. He may have played like four to five years four to five years pro, and he is still twenty years old. Like, what are we doing? That's this crazy. dude has been playing like a, and in his third year, these numbers are holding, mm-hmm. and he is bullying most of the players he's playing against. He bullied Chet Holmgren last night. When are we going to start realizing that Alperin Shangun is is, I, I mean, he's something special. Like he has to be considered something special here. Think about it. Like I said. The numbers hold up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren only playing in the second year, first year as a rookie, and yet he's still older than Opera in Shangun. Putting all those thoughts in your mind, GM, what are we thinking overall? Have we shifted, changed a little bit on Opera in Shangun on our on our thought process? What are we thinking so far?
1: Well uh well, I mean, Al has played like a all star all year. Uh like we stated earlier, he has been the engine of this team. Uh the offense runs through him. You can see it, Imey Adoka has completely trusted Al in terms of decision-making on the floor uh he's probably touching the ball at almost every possession uh he's the one who makes the decisions in terms of where the ball will be placed whether it's a shooter or you know the second pass leading to the assist uh alp has been the dude uh 21 9 and 6 is very impressive especially at the age of 20. You know, he was an MVP of the Turkish League at eighteen. You know, I'm
0: curious now what Jokic's He's, numbers were in his year of his career. So I'll keep talking. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, you keep talking. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Look I,
1: I, I, based on what I've seen, I believe they're comparable. I think they're very uh, comparable. But LP, like I, I'm just, I've curious. stated just curious. it, I've stated it before. He was an All Star, All Star, and that was the anticipation. Uh, I believe it's probably going to happen. Uh, I don't know how many times we've seen in multiple podcasts like. Podcast P Paul George Pat Beverly's podcast. People are saying, like, who the future face of the league is, and Pat Bev had five faces that were going to be the future of the league. And
0: hit me, I don't know this. Hit me with the five faces. Ugh, man. Well, do you know the five faces? Tyrese,
1: Tyrese Halliburton, okay. Anthony Edwards. I forgot who the third one was. But Luca Al- is Luca on the table on that? I don't know. It, no. I, it, future. I don't know if Luca is considered future. He's already pretty established. Uh, number four was Al P. Number five was Jalen Duran. Okay. Oh, okay. So right, there's right, right. five players that Pat Bev listed as the future, and Tyrese Halliburton is definitely a guy that can, you can see as the future. Like that was not what I anticipated. Anthony Edwards is definitely up there, but Alp is a guy that is definitely glamorized in terms of NBA players that love watching the game. Alperen Şengün is one that is loved by everybody. I think ba- and, true
0: basketball heads can appreciate. Yes, what yes Al P people brings love him, and
1: you know I believe right. that. It, it's a, it's a wonderful thing it's a good pub for houston houston needs it and alp is definitely he's a he's a charismatic personality uh for those that have interviewed him for people that see he just seems like a good camera, dude he seems like a he nice just guy seems like a good dude and i think that when, he's you're, a good dude. when you're likable and you perform like that people tend to root for they'll you they'll
0: gravitate to you
1: it, absolutely so i think that with his personality and what he brings and how he plays, like it's completely changed the whole look of what the Houston Rockets bring, in addition with Ime Yudoka and the veterans. So hey man, LP, star. Absolutely. Star all played.
0: All star. All star. All stars. I well. said it, yeah. Uh Nikola Jokic on the third year of his career averaged eighteen points, ten rebounds, so that's pretty high. Six assists. Mm-hmm. Comparable. comparable definitely comparable cuz cuz Alperen Shingun right now is at 21 9 and 21 mm-hmm. 9 and 6 this is comparable stats mm-hmm. dare i say slightly more superior stats he's hover 57% from the field for Nikolay and 30 for no sorry no I'm sorry 39% no no sorry I'm reading oh my gosh I'm keeping reading. The 39% from, from three, 3 49% from the field Alperen Sengun's averaging fifty-four percent from the field. But he's shooting what, 31%, 30, from, 31% three. from three? 31% from three. So the, these are comparable stats, guys. And it's something to look forward into the future. Um, the NBA, the Houston Rockets, count your blessings. We got a we got a fucking stud on the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And uh once again, you know, the shout outs to all of our turkey listeners that have been listening to us. Like, you guys, you know, thank thank you. Thank you for giving for for producing so for producing Alperin Shang-Coon, and bringing him on the Rockets. Yeah. I truly believe he's earned his place on the team as not just a staple, but as a true cornerstone for the movement. of seems like he's non—he's a non-trade. He's mm-hmm. a non-trade for me. I would hold on to him yeah. for the future. Like I wouldn't even—I wouldn't even talk. Like he is. What is it called? Your your non-trade list. Your your full he, he, non-trade he's list. He's like the no-trade yeah. clause guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's the guy that I wouldn't—I wouldn't trade for. Like he's off the. Like he's there's off nothing. The table. There's nothing. There's really. Mm. it's hard there i don't want to put unless they offered
1: you like anthony edwards right or Or,
0: even then like i I entertained the conversation but i don't know if i'd go through with it so absolutely earned and very well deserved all right gm let's go ahead and move on to our next topic look Mm -hmm. let's the very beginning of the season a lot of people including myself Were were well, I wasn't bashing, but I was I was a stern talker to my son. (laughs) I want to talk about one Jabari Smith Jr. What I've where I'm calling him now, Mm -hmm. and it may be too many words. I don't think you can put that on a T-shirt, but the consistent secret weapon. And when Mm -hmm. I mean by that Mm -hmm. is is that Jabari Smith has been when I said earlier in the episode with Alper and Shangun being like a model of consistency throughout the entire season. Falling right behind him, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. Jabari Smith Jr. In his last 15 games, Jabari Smith has averaged 13 points a game, 8.6 rebounds, half a steal, one block, 41% from three. Kicker, ladies and gentlemen, 89% from the free throw line. Mm -hmm. A 64.7% true shooting percentage. Yeah, that nice. is the one of the highest ends in the entire NBA from the last fifteen games. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely looking. Now you take away the first, you know, uh, the first three games of the season where he we did not play well. He played like absolute dog water. We can all like yeah. assume that. I will, yeah. I will, I will recognize that. <laughs> However, my key to the season for the Rockets being successful was gonna be Jabari Smith being the ultimate Weapon X for this team. He's averaging 41% from three. I said if he can average between 38 to 39%, we have a shot at the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. We have a shot. He's exceeded expectations. He's averaging 41% from three. Dog and upped himself up as a defender. Has yep. stayed engaged in the game. Has been scoring well when he's had opportunities. I have an opinion on that. I'm going to let the GM talk first. However... <laughs> Spotlight one Jabari Smith Jr., who has absolutely earned his flowers at this point. We don't get to 9-9 nine and nine without him. How are you feeling overall after those stats about one Jabari Smith?
1: The thing that I'm impressed with the most for Jabari is that he's done whatever the team has called upon for whatever he needed. Literally. Uh, whether it's guarding the best perimeter player when Dylan Brooks is out, uh, getting as many rebounds as possible, being a ball magnet like Dennis Rodman on the boards, uh, shooting in the mid post when the opportunity is presented itself and the offense is sputtering, uh, making threes at opportune times, and just playing solid defense overall. Jabari Smith Jr. has been extremely... Impressive. I mean, he's been a revelation Absolutely. for a lot of these. I've been very lines. impressed with his game and just the way he's performed for this team, especially under Emi Adoka. Everyone, I'm not saying everybody. Sorry, a lot of people had their doubts about the young man coming into the season and how and how his performance was in the first three games. Didn't him no favors. But the last 15 games in terms of consistency, performance. Most of the season. It's been huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, literally. he only played 18 games right. total. So 15. So, so it, from the looks of it, it seems like Jabari Smith Jr. has found his niche, not just on you know the offense or the defensive end, but on this team in general. Found and his spot. Absolutely. Right. And I'm so impressed with his maturity and just being able to carry on, whether it is he's called upon to score, be the best defender, grab as many boards, do whatever is needed for the team, and he's just been an ultimate team player. He hasn't been complaining. Granted, we've seen some uh, you know, uh arguments, little spats between him and L P on the floor in terms of defensive rotation. I like that. That's cool. I like the fire. That's I good. mean everybody understands. okay. Not everybody, I'm going to say this. People that have played the sport of basketball understand that arguments happen on the floor with your teammates. That that happens. That fire is necessary. If you've played sports in any form of competitive fashion, I'm guilty of you that. understand that uh teammates get frustrated with each I'd other. I'd like to apologize and, to
0: all my teammates that I've played with that I've yelled at. It's
1: fine. Uh, <laughs> all my teammates. But yeah, not except one maybe. But <laughs> Hey, dog, you got to play defense, but I'm just kidding, I'm
0: kidding, I'm kidding. Anyways.
1: I'm kidding, go on. Hey, man, I make threes, I do what I do. That's true, go on. you know, just overall, Jabari Smith Jr. has been so impressive, and I think Rockets fans are beginning to grasp uh, the capabilities of what this young man brings to the table. So, you know, I think what we need to do is to understand that this man is a Swiss army knife of talent, and what he presents to this team, he's capable of so many things, and honestly... What I think Ema needs to do really is we need to find him more opportunities in the mid post when he's got, uh, when he's got the smaller guys, he's got the mouse in the house. I think that we really need to do something about taking advantage of those moments. I think that we're doing Jabari Smith Jr. an actual disservice when we're not giving him opportunities to score. I think he's in the earned mid post. it. Thank he's been nearly you. automatic. He's been and literally automatic. I just think that 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 Are you not offense, giving him more shots.
0: Is, How do you not give him more shots? I'm I sorry, agree. That's, my, agree. that's my only critique right now. I agree. How could you not give Jabari more shots? I, I just think that
1: Jabari has earned his spot in terms of getting more shots up uh, in the mid post, and and I think Ime is starting to see now where Jabari needs to make, uh, no, where he needs to place Jabari in order to uh, him to succeed on the offensive end. So I mean, overall, dude Jabari, you're just a D A W G dog. dog. You
0: yeah. Did you eat with me? Do you eat at the same it was time? a half eat. I yeet. know you were yeet. Yeet. there it is. you I need DJ here. DJ, we miss you. We'll, we'll see. We'll see DJ in the next episode or two episodes from now. He's coming pretty. He's coming soon, guys. I promise. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, to put a little bow on it, I, I think. I agree with you 100%. I think we need to get Jabari Marshall. I think he's earned it. Mm -hmm. I think it's more along the lines of like, they're doing anything that like, I love what you said, GM, in regards to him being a Swiss army knife of talent. Absolutely. It's like, hey, we need you to rebound. Okay, we'll fucking rebound. I'll get a career high. Hey, we need you to shoot a couple, we need you to shoot threes. Okay, that's fine. 41% from, from three. We need you to play defense. Oh, okay, I'll lock you up as well. My defense has improved. Like, he has been doing everything that's been asked of him. We need you to shoot mid-range shots. High percentage from mid-range. We need you to, you know, get buckets in the paint. We can get buckets in the paint, too. We need, you know, we need to guard the best player. I can do that, too. They've literally asked him to do anything, and he's done it. People tend to forget he's in the second year of his career. One of the youngest players in the NBA. And he's playing out of his freaking mind. And he's only averaging 13 points a game. And I know mm-hmm. it's not gonna stand out. Yep. But it's almost becoming like, it's it's a weird, it's almost like a, it's more superior than Shane Battier stat-wise, mm-hmm. but it's like almost like he's kind of falling in those cracks of like, man, people tend to forget that he's really good. Yeah. Like, Shane Battier will never get enough love for being mm-hmm. that guy. I yeah. think, I, I'm not comparing those two by any means at all. I think Jabari is a vastly superior offensive, <laughs> offensively more talented player. But Shane Battier being an absolutely more talented superior defensive minded player. I yeah. mean that's that's fine. They all both outrank each other. I'm just saying in terms of being underrated. Yeah. Being underrated as players. Um people tend to forget about Jabari Smith. You know, they're still focused on Jalen Green. A lot of people are focused on Upper and Shangun. Mm-hmm. People are focused on FEV obviously and Dylan Brooks for his you know for defense and being a dog and, and controversies here and there. Yeah. Jabari Smith kind of falls under the cracks. Give him flowers one time. You know clap it up. Jabari I need my son to continue playing this well my boy I need this I need it for the culture do it for do it for pops you know we, we had our talk like I said you know we went fishing after it was a fantastic experience I caught a little fish Jabari caught the big bass that's right you know it was, it was a great time I'm lying let's go ahead and move on <laughs> like, give a, why do you have, like just, just, you have to look at me like uh, that you have to look at me like that I'm just merely
1: picturing uh, and envisioning you and Jabari oh, holding don't. up a fish oh my gosh please
0: don't you know? what the picture Huh? absolutely huh? that's exactly that's like, what and, I'm like this, and I'm like this and I'm like this Huh, <laughs> it happens. Like, it's your classic step-by-step... It's by like, we got it! It's your classic step-by-step step 90s sitcom. Jesus. Like, photo. All right, GM, let's go ahead and move on to our last segment. Rockets versus Nuggets. I, first of all, I'm sick of talking about the Rockets. I'm sick of talking about the Nuggets.
1: It's our fourth game against them in, in 19 December, games. December. 20, 20... That's 20% of the games we played is against them. We have Denver played against Denver. Now.
0: I am so sick of talking about Denver, but we have to do it. Yeah. We have to do it for the people. Yep. By the way, everyone, drop your score prediction right now rockets versus nuggets who do you predict who's going to win is it going to be rockets is it going to be nuggets predict your high score predict the score of the game so go ahead and do it right now on the comments drop it below on our youtube channel we'd love to hear from y'all before we drop our predictions gm right here three keys final score i know we've done this dozens of times already for that actually we have uh if we do three times four this will be 12 keys in okay. total. Yep. So go, go ahead, drop three keys I feel like you should already know this Key
1: off. number one I said it before and I'll say it again Carry that swagger from Toyota Center All the way to Mile High You guys need to carry that And you guys need to play Come ready to play Be better Be better than what you have performed uh, On the road Any game this season This team needs to be motivated To I win agree. And I believe that This team has it in them. But against Denver, Denver, the last game we played against Denver, Denver came and they understood. They understood the assignment. They were like, hey, the Rockets have been beating us. Let's show them why we're the champs. Uh, You know, Houston hasn't won an away game. Denver is the defending champions. It smelled like a recipe for disaster, and it was. Uh, So the Rockets just need to gain their confidence, play like who they are, and just do what they do best and that is great defense. And, you know, score in bunches. Get LP in positions to, to pass and score Jabari. More positions to score in the midi We needed Jalen Green, third quarter game that he had the last game. Do that throughout the whole game. Please. Just Dylan Brooks, stay on the floor. Dylan Brooks, please stay on the floor. No foul trouble. Uh, number two, I uh, said before, let Jokic gets, get what he wants, but don't let anyone else beat you. Uh, Shut down everyone else, uh, but don't allow anyone else to score. Let Jokic get his. We understand that he is a two-time MVP. He's doing what he does, and that's it. And three, the Rockets. Man, Rockets. We really, really need you to just turn down the turnovers, not be as sloppy. Because on the road, we're just not very good in terms of handling. And I think that if the Rockets can bring down the turnovers, give their, give themselves more opportunities to score and more opportunities to just thrive in Denver, then a win could be on the cusp for them. But we will see. But I'm going to tell you this, Ken. Uh, my score. final prediction Do it. going to be 113-110, uh, Denver takes the win. I do not believe that the Rockets are going to beat Denver. Uh, people can say that I'm a bad Rockets fan, whatever. Uh, I, do think, I, I do think. Rockets I do think. I do think that we can win, but I'm just not sold on what we have shown uh, against Denver on the road. Granted, you know, against any healthy team on the road, for that matter. So, Fair enough. Uh, right. I don't think we're going to get it just yet. Just not going to mind it. But we're right there. Just
0: not going to mind it. Yeah, I'm not going to mind what you
1: Sorry, say. guys. I I know. It's I'm fine, a, I'm a hater. It is it, no, it is. No, you're not
0: a hater. Calm down. Okay. I got three keys as well. Key number one. I'm going to get through this quickly. Key number one. Stop the backcourt. You know what that means? Stop Jamal Murray. Stop... KCP, please do not give them whatever they want from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Do not let these two get hot. Stop yep. the backcourt. You do that, Key. You you stop those. Nikola Jokic is going to get a triple-double. He's going to get 30, triple-double. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Let him do his thing. Stop the backcourt. That's Key. Big threes from KCP, big threes from Jamal Murray, and you're going to bed early. We do not want that. Stop the backcourt, in all caps. Key number two, I need a Jalen Green signature road game. Please, we need a signature game from Jalen. Get it going. Get it started early. Bring the hometown hero swagger that you've had at home. Bring it to the road. Give me a signature game that will not only catapult you, but will catapult the Houston Rockets to their first road win of the season. Key number three, baby, just win. Just win. I'm I'm tired. We're 0-8 on the road. We've not won a single road game of the season. Mm -hmm. Key number three is as simple as anything on earth. Just win. Just two words. Just win. You win one, like I've said this in past episodes, you win one, the floodgates open, we can see a road win streak. I am telling y'all... Give them one, the floodgates will open. So just win. Stop the backcourt. Jalen Green signature road game And number three. Just win. Gotcha. They can do that. They will win. Rockets will win. 118. <laughs> 115. My closest game of the season so wow. far. One eighteen to one fifteen. I am nine and two in my predictions. Even though you
1: so. put one eighteen. Yeah, but you've you I said one eighteen
0: to one fifteen. Yeah. So Rockets will win. It's going to mm-hmm. be very, very close. But if these keys go accordingly, you, you, you make sure that the backcourt does not get hot. Mm-hmm. You get the win. 118-115. The first road win of the season is going to happen this Friday. I'm ready to count it right now. Love GM, it. let's get ready to go home here. But before we do, obviously, we got to give a shout-out to our favorite wing joint, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint, one time we're talking about big city wings they once again guys the two for tuesday special their favorite and number one special only available on tuesdays you can buy in bone in you can buy in boneless that's right buy one get one free you buy five you get 10 you buy seven you get 14 so that is the lovely part about it my two favorite flavors i flavors Flares. flavors i am flares. i'm not i'm not stranger things this is my favorite flavors are medium and i am a Well, you know what? I I flip back and forth. Garlic Parmesan, lemon pepper, you can flip between back and Mm -hmm. forth. But I go half and half. GM, Mm -hmm. if I know you, remember you well enough. You're a Gold Fever guy, am I right?
1: I am a Gold Fever guy. There's three flavors that I do enjoy, but two of them I always tend to order that I lean towards is uh, Gold Fever and Spicy Ranch Lemon Pepper. When I'm feeling a little bit more saucy, Mango Habanero. Challenge a boy. Love it. Give me that sweet and spicy. Oh, yeah
0: that's spicy with the lisp i love it oh and also on saturdays they have the gridiron special for only 24.99 you get five bone and wings five boneless wings five white wings onion rings chili cheese waffle fries and more all for only 24.99 every saturday and make sure you go there on sundays for nfl action all bunch of tvs find your nearest big city wings nearest you and go enjoy some of the great some of the best wings and no the best wings in houston absolutely and a great time with your friends or family find your nearest big city wings nearest to you mm-hmm. houston's wing joint apollo's wing joint gm let's get ready to go home here one time absolutely. for all the people as absolutely. our producer gets to go home cute, give the people what they want give the people what they want got you everyone be sure to follow me on Twitter at
1: JP underscore Mirabueno. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P-O-D. And make sure to follow all of us, uh, our our people, our brothers, our family at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H-O-U. Make sure to super kick that subscribe button on YouTube uh, so you can see our episodes Every release, and you can watch all episodes of anything that Apollo HU releases. And two new podcasts from us are Zero Gravity, Paul, uh, the NBA podcast hosted by Stony and Josh. Josh, who's the one who writes the What We Learned Today about the Houston Rockets. He is our Houston Rockets writer. Oh, for Houston the team. Rockets,
0: the Apollo Rockets beat writer.
1: There you go. We can call him that. That that I like that name. There you yeah. go, Josh. You heard that. And Play Action Takes, the NFL podcast hosted by Stoney, Garrett, and Noah. So, everyone, be sure to tune into those. Uh, and I'm going to give a quick shout out to the New Orleans Pelicans. They won against the Milwaukee Bucks. They're headed to the finals of the NBA in season tournament. That seems
0: like a you thing. I really don't care. For That's me.
1: where we should Let's be. Let's go ahead
0: and. Okay. Our, don't be a negative, Nancy. I don't want that right now. We'll win uh, next year. I'm not worried about it. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter as well, at Summit Shouts to our Apollo podcast brethren that continue to kill the game outside of what the GM had just mentioned. The crown jewel of Houston Astros podcast, BTD, Beyond the Diamond. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Astros content. Shouts to the Apollo Texans, Off the Gridiron. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Houston Texans content. CJ Stroud is killing it. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen for all Houston Rockets, let's go ahead and end the chapter of episode 192 officially in the books. Now, as our producer gives us go home cue, we're going to end this episode as we end every episode with a go summit, go Apollo, and please pray, pray hands, pray hands. Just win a road game. Just win a road game. We need it. Go Rockets. Oh, and hey, one more thing. Hold. Watch basketball. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs>
1: The Summit. for <laughs> ya